0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: And it's brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out.
2: Welcome to the Real Down on Allen Fence. With your hosts, Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Rail Down on Paddling Thin. Uh, you know. Glad you're listening, and we're going to have a great show for you tonight. How you doing, Jimmy?
3: Pretty good, man. How you doing?
2: Good, man. Uh, living the dream. Things are good. About to have some work on the house, so I was preparing for that. That's my life, though. We're going to sell our house, so we're getting ready to sell it. That's that's the big thing in my life right now.
3: Yeah. Better you than me, man. I don't want any of that crap right now.
2: One more time. I'm never moving again. Just once more. Until your wife decides that she likes something better. Yeah. Well, we're moving closer, closer to our family and closer to the lake. So, yeah.
3: Well, man, uh, you know, uh, just because we hadn't said it yet, you know, uh, brought to you again this week by the dugout bait and tackle Marietta, Georgia. That's and right. Thank, thank them for taking care of us this year. We're going to take care of them. And uh, with that being said, I got our first uh, dugout deal. Well,
0: these, we're are,
3: these are going to be uh, – I don't know how often, you know, it could be a monthly thing. Uh, we're still working out those details, but, uh, so we got a deal for y'all right now. So while supplies last, you get a free Shimano SLX XT reel, any gear ratio with the purchase of a regular price St. Croix legend elite rod. Those are they're high end St. Croix's, you know, that's a, a $400 ticket rod, but you know, they're, they came, I, I want to say that the, that legend series came out at last year's show. Um, they've been selling like hotcakes. You know, you look at half of the dugouts team guys and they were using those rods well before they were on that team. They're really, really good rods. Um, I know most of the guys I know throwing chatterbaits are using uh, legend glass rods too. So uh, great stuff. But that's the deal again is the Shimano SLX XT free with the purchase of a regular price legend elite series rod. So that's $130 reel for free. Yeah. Um, if you can't make it over to the dugout, not a big deal. Give them a call on the phone and they'll, you know, take payment over the phone and ship it to you. And this deal is exclusive for Paddle and Fin listeners. So you, whether you go in the store or you do it over the phone, let them know that you heard it here on the reel down with the Paddle and Fin and uh, they'll hook you up. And, you know, they've got plenty of other stuff. Uh, he just sent us a picture of uh, all the Shimano stuff they just got in and it's they've got. Ridiculous. It's uh, a whole and,
4: uh,
3: Yeah, it's. Insane. Let me get this up here. They've got, you know, they do have some Diwas and other stuff, but they've got uh, SLX, SLXXTs, SLXDCs, uh, Corados, a few Corado Ks, MGLs. Uh, they got the Mataniums. They just anything you want could want from the Shimano line. And then you know they've also got some uh, Blues and uh, some KVD specials and stuff up there. So just be sure and you know hit hit them up. For anything you need, but definitely check out that that deal. That's that's a killer deal. I mean, if you if you're looking to get one good combo to upgrade this year, that's a deal you can't beat.
2: The paddling fin special. Make sure you say paddling fin. But and and they can ship you the other stuff too. If there's some like that good JDM or not JDM, but the good stuff from Asia. You know the the mega bass, anything else. They have all that too. All the cool baits. It's one of those stores. They have all the good stuff in there. Not not like going to academy or something nothing it's <laughs> academy i'm just saying you know they have the good stuff
3: hey I still, good i'm period. still gonna hit you occasionally academy so <laughs> yeah oh yeah
2: I'm, I'm going to academy they're right down the road but if you want the good stuff you go to a dugout all right so without further ado tonight we're going to start a three-part series um that's what the plan is right now and we're going to talk to clubs and tonight we have three of the biggest clubs in this in the country these all happen to be from the south we're going to do it by region so I think one of them is the biggest club in the country so uh, we'll start with that but uh, so first up we have Vinny Ferrari from Queen City kayak bass fishing I think hey guys. you guys have the biggest club in the country uh, next up we have Nate Mayfield from North Alabama kayak anglers another giant club they usually have 70 plus anglers I know I fished it Jimmy. Tournament director, um, yeah, the, definitely the like the grandfather and probably the best. I won't say it loud, but probably the best club in the state. You know, I love Iron City, but yeah, y'all hey, definitely do it right. Every,
3: up everybody knows that Nate's the godfather in our state. That's right. that's a known fact. He won't accept it, but I still get to see the chat between the club guys that run everything, and it's they, Nate jumps and they jump just as high. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know? that's right. And then last but not least, we got Duke Tran from north texas connect championship thank you gentlemen for being on tonight thanks for having us Thanks, thanks for
5: having
2: us. Having us man. yeah man so we're just going to talk about clubs talk about um you know your trail how you're doing it how all the different choices that you're making whether that's limits motors i know that can be a touchy subject but just regular questions like that just trying to find out what the right way to do it is if there's any changes uh, from last year and kind of what's on the horizon for your level of club. Uh, a lot of times we talk about the national level stuff, but, you know, 75% of everybody only fish, uh, you know, like local clubs, and that's what I fish as well most of the time. So, uh, yeah, thank y'all for being on the show. All right, so we'll start out, I guess we'll we'll do the big question, motors. Yeah, I think in the South, straight in <laughs> yeah, just going go right for it. Just cut right into it. I, I think a lot of times in the South, we're a little bit different than in the North and the Midwest and the Northeast. I think whenever we talk to clubs from there, there'll be more motors. A, are y'all motor or no motor? No motor. No motor. Motor for us. Motor, okay. Texas Texas, all about their motors. Do you have a... Is it different divisions or just one? You can just have a over.
4: Or just one division. The whole, the whole idea is, you know, we have we have some of the best anglers in the country, literally in our backyard. And you know, yeah. you, know you guys know Garamo very well. And you know, for the longest time, he just paddles up there in, in his little Diablo amigo, and casts the checks. So, you know, he, people can throw around all the money they want, but at the end of the day, you're still getting beat by a guy with a paddle.
3: That's that's always been my argument to it. There are advantages and mm-hmm. you can we could go down crazy rabbit holes Go down the rabbit hole dude Literally. a huge rabbit hole i mean it's a canyon
2: oh but God.
3: uh that, i mean if we allowed like a guy won a tournament on or uh, he didn't win i think he got second in the tournament on pickwick last year and the kid was in a an ascend kayak no fish finder out there fishing ledges he knew from bass boat fishing and he still was smacking down. And the only reason he did not win is because the guy that won caught a freak twenty-five inch monster. Wow! You know, the 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 guy was throwing back nineteens like the plague. You know, and he had people sitting right there with him that could vouch for it. So it's it's a touchy subject for me, but it's understandable. It can be intimidating for sure.
4: Yeah. Well, and I think
5: that's really what hurts it for for us. I mean, we Jimmy knows we've discussed this every off season. Um, our board of directors you know we kind of at the end of the season we kind of throw everything out and you know say hey you know are we are we doing three fish or are we doing five fish are we doing motors no motors no and we kind of we talk it over and
3: justin rotten or no justin rotten
5: yeah <laughs> um, so you know for no. us um you know i'm not a paddling purist there are plenty of those guys around that really look at kayaking as kind of a, a, a purist type activity i'm not one of those i mean i'd Just to soon have the motor myself for for fishing, and I probably will at some point. But for us, it's really come down to you know we think that um as a kind of a grassroots grassroots level club, that it will be a deterrent to somebody very new to kayak fishing. They'll they'll feel like they can't compete. Whether that's true or not is irrelevant. They'll they'll think they can't compete, and so they won't enter. And and we think that that will affect our um, our payouts. Our, our, we think it will affect the, the people that enter the tournaments and stuff. And so, you know, we, we may be wrong. We may, you know, be right. I don't know. That That's just uh, – but that's kind of how the discussion goes down almost every offseason for us.
3: And we've – you know, me and Nate have talked about it with – you know, I, I'm not on the board with NAC anymore because I'm doing the Alabama Bass Nation stuff. And me and him, if, you know, he's basically the one I talk to about all of this. And – that's our thought with me running this and allowing motors is that it makes just a separate option so that it doesn't affect the, the local grassroots clubs at all. And then gives, gives a place for anybody that does want to, you know, not quite go national, but wants to pay a little more, step up a little more to less limitations and see how they play out.
2: If, and, if people don't know at Alabama Bass Nation, that's the first, the first trail ever to allow motors in Alabama. So i mean that, that that was big for down here you
3: know the the coleman guys do it but jesse's the only one that ever used a motor so it doesn't count love you Maybe Jesse. But-
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah so every year we we you know our our board we we do you know go through that vote and everything um for so the last four years i've i've always been pro motor the other two guys on the board that's been on since forever they've been against it. And just last year, they finally just said, you know what, let's do it. Um, and so last year we started allowing motors for the first time. Um, and I don't think it very for the last, you know, fishing all the events I've I fished, you know, national championship, you know, the Hobie Boss events and all this other stuff. Um, well, not Hobie Boss since, you know, there's no, no motors allowed, but the national championships and a lot of the kbs stuff you see guys in motors but you still have to you know really have some skills to really really get into get into the money and up until this past year where everybody and their moms got a motor uh now you're seeing everybody you know get get into uh some paychecks with, with uh a trolling motor
6: yeah um, i think it's a big physical advantage and that's that's my argument with it um if i have to pedal or paddle say, four or five miles to a spot. When I get there, I'm exhausted. If I have to just click a button and go four or five miles, when I get there, I'm fresh. My whole day is different. You know, the the guy pedaling or paddling is cramping. He's thirsty. He's tired. He's out of breath. And this guy is as fresh as can be when he gets to that main lake point five miles away. So that's kind of why we've stayed manpower, and I envision us staying manpower for a long time.
4: I can see that. Um, we we briefly discussed, you know, having different different tiers or different venues for for you know a, a, a paddle 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 only or power only. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, why why break it down? You know, everybody just wants to compete. Uh, you know, you don't want to compete with just some guys that paddle. You know, there's a different price bracket since you're in a you know cheaper non-powered uh, kayak. You know, yeah, it's just. Um uh, and, and a lot of our we we, we have um I run a, a weekly working working mass tournament too. Um so a lot of you know beginners start from there, uh first tournaments every Thursday, you know, a couple hours in the water. And after you we've noticed after the first year they want to compete for bigger money, um, be competitive. So they'll 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 get they'll start with their SNs, they'll upgrade to, you know, a used Hobie or a used Slayer or something like that. And, you know, they compete. Um uh, we've seen guys that just start right off the bat and they'll be in like a little, uh, you know, us in FS 10 with a little trolling motor. Um, but you know, it's, it's all about everybody having fun. Uh, you know, we do a lot of, uh, we have a few guys that even fish out of canoes. So,
1: mm-hmm.
4: yeah, there
3: you go. And it's something I can add to that too is, you know, States like Texas, I could be wrong, but there's quite a few clubs in the state. Quite a few. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it's a, the state is so big. So there's plenty of places and regions you can go and stay in that grassroots style.
4: Oh, yeah. You know, oh, that yeah.
3: was kind of the th- thought with Alabama was like, well, we've got all that. We could just add this in, not, you know, don't walk over dates with anybody. And it's just another option. Yeah. And so it's kind it'll, of it'll, here. keep doing that.
6: I'm surrounded by motors and I'm the only one who's manpowered now. So I guess I think every other club within two, three hours, any direction allows motors. So now I'm the guy they're coming to if they don't have a motor, I guess is what's happening.
3: Funnels in your direction. It works.
2: Hey. <laughs> in 30, how many people do you usually have at your tournament? Uh,
6: 2020 year of the pandemic, we averaged 93 a month for nine months, nine of nine main events.
2: Jeez, I, I, I really think you're the biggest club in the country, man.
6: That's I mean, crazy. you know, that's it's crazy to hear that. You know, it's awesome. Um, but it's a lot of hard work, and those numbers are slightly inflated because we are benefit working with Hobie. We had a Hobie event. We had 132 people that month. Uh, we did break 103 other times, but obviously that was our biggest event. Uh, we ran some numbers. Um, when we double-dipped, I believe I had – Forty-eight. No, I want to say it was 39 Hobie, what we would consider Hobie-only anglers that double dip. So we would have still been around the triple-digit mark for that Lake Norman event. But, you know, you throw an extra 40 guys in there, and your numbers get inflated a little bit. But um, I'm sure we're going to touch on it later. Lucky enough, we're going to have the opportunity to be inflated again in 2021.
3: What about you, Nate? Uh, I know I scored a bunch of our tournaments. What was our lowest –
5: um, well, our lowest, like, open registration one was was almost 60, I think, last year. You know, we, we have that classic jet to qualify for that's right. under 40. But uh, really, our average, you know, even last year with doing, you know, basically virtual events with no, you know, captain's meetings, no weigh-ins, you know, in-person weigh-ins and stuff, we weren't sure how that was going to play out. But, you know, we had averaged about 70 guys per event per, you know, tournament for several years in a row. And I would say last year, there were, we probably averaged closer to 60, you know, and, uh, but I mean, really, we, we were kind of, we didn't know what to expect. You, you know, I've told, Jimmy's heard me say this before, but, I, you know, I kind of tell people it's um, really, this all kind of happened almost by dumb luck. And, you know, if I had 20 guys show up or if I had 200, hundred, I'm, I'm cool. You know, I mean, I'm still gonna fish, and frankly, I'm still gonna lose. And oh, so, he's a liar. And yeah. so, uh, you know, I'm. You were I'm you cool. were top
3: top ten in points this year, weren't you? No, nah. you're a liar. I'm pretty sure you
2: were.
5: <laughs> uh, I, as long as I can beat my brother, I'm good.
2: Hey, and yeah, so this year y'all are doing three different trails, right? So it's like a regular a regular opens, a kids trail, and then a MLF style. All the fish you can catch kind of deal, right?
5: Yeah, so we, we've been kind of working on it behind the scenes for a couple of years. It's uh, Robert Brown's kind of brainchild. It's something he's, he's, we've kind of done um, uh, on and off as kind of one-offs, but we decided to put it together and do it um, in conjunction. We talked with Dwayne and Tony X to kind of figure out a way to do it. And so, yeah, we're going to do our, our trail, you know, which will end with the, the big classic at the end of the year. We're going to do our youth trail. Um, we're still going to do the, the throwdowns and stuff like that. And then, um, we're going to add a, a basically a a three-staged, um, major league fishing type format where, uh, we're excited about it. Um, the guys, uh, are going to find out what, what fishery they're fishing the night before. So there won't be any advantage to pre-fishing. They're going to find out which boat ramp they're launching at the night before it'll be within you know, an hour or so of, of our main area. And then, yeah, it's going to be straight total length. I mean, just go out and whoever jacks the most fish and moves on to the next stage. And, uh, we're, we're pretty excited. Uh, we're going to announce some of the details, but, uh, here's a, here's a, uh, hook and, and real, uh, uh, reel down exclusive. Uh, Uh-oh. we're going all in uh, The guys, the guy that win it, that wins, it's going to take the whole pot. Um, Ooh. Because it's that's quite an accomplishment. It's going to be like winning three tournaments, you know. To win it, he's going to take the whole pot, and and uh, and you know, we're excited for for doing it. We're going to really pump it up on social media. We're going to paddle around and catch some guys on video and talk to them. And um,
3: I was going to say, I wish I had the clip of the one y'all did at Madison County Lake of. Beef coming across the water, paddling, peddling as fast as he could, because it the fishing was tough that day. It got down to the final round and it was next fish wins. So they all spread out from the launch and he came flying around the corner, coming back as fast as he could with one little dink to take home. And I think he won like six hundred bucks from that. It
5: was like a nine inch fish and it got he was was hauling and uh so we're we're pub we're gonna you know we're gonna go around and catch guys on video we've we've talked with Dwayne. we're gonna try to figure out a way you guys are td so you know this but you know presently when when somebody submits a fish on tourney x it sends the td an email and says you know your fish was accepted or whatever we're gonna try to make it uh, at some point where they uh the notification goes to everybody in the field, so every time, finish, oh man, oh man, yeah,
2: right. just like majorly, you want to talk so about goes, stress of the score so tracker really update? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm shutting, shutting the, the, the phone. Awesome. Yeah. it's it's just going to be blowing up the whole time. Oh, yeah, I'm shutting. so yeah. How much are you
6: paying your judge? That's the real question. Yeah.
2: Yeah. what
3: are you paying your judge? Because hey. it better be good. Hey, it I will do that wrong. just. I will score again this year just to know that I'm sending somebody some bad news.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. We think it's going to be a little bit of work and uh, you know, but, but it, we think it's, it's a total, it'll draw a different angler. You know, we've had some guys ask about, uh, we we've, we've always done um, radius launches cause there's so many guys and um, where guys can kind of launch where they want. And this is a way for us to do common launch where, you know, everybody sees everybody and, it kind of goes back to our roots, our very first tournament on Gunnersville, You know, we thought we were a bunch of no nothings. We, we thought we'd have like 15, 20 guys there and we, we, showed up and it was nuts. There was like 60 guys there. We had no idea what we were doing. Everybody thought we were like professional. We were freaking out cause we had no idea what was going on. And, and, uh, but it was the coolest thing. Uh, Jameson Redding showed up and, uh, Flew a drone over, and we've got footage of all sixty guys blasting off at the same time. And uh, so, anyway, it, we feel like it's going back to a little bit of our heritage from that from that little tournament, and uh, uh, we think it'll be cool. We think it, we think it'll draw different guys. Hopefully, they can catch some fish.
2: Who makes it to the classic? Is it from all three?
5: So the classic invites are our top fifteen angler of the year. It's going to be anybody that wins one of our tournaments and um since the 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 mlf style tournament doesn't end in time it'll actually be going on before the before the classic um or at least the final stage will be after the classic i mean so he's going to get that person's going to get an invite for next year for 2022 so yeah so you win the youth trail event win a, a a regular trail event win one of the big bass top 15 angler of the year you're in the classic
2: cool I'm, I'm fishing with y'all this year. All right. I'm coming back. I got, I got seventh and angler of the year year before last and I'm going to try to improve on that this year. Y- y'all schedule was legit. I could not do it.
5: Yeah we're we're excited about it. it it's uh, We are fortunate and I'm sure these, these other guys are too. We're fortunate to have um, good help. We've got guys yeah. that volunteer to help each year and We've got a board that's uh, guys that volunteer a whole lot of time and a whole lot of effort. And we really are able to kind of just pass a lot of stuff off and it it just, you know, gets done. And um, so we're pretty fortunate. I mean, I really am more or less a figurehead. I mean, I kind of goof off and give away money and it's a pretty good gig, you know, go around and mess with people and give away checks. It's awesome. (laughs)
2: There you go. All right, dude. how about you, man? How how many people do y'all usually have? Um, have so many clubs in Texas, yeah, y'all, yeah,
4: have yeah. it's, it's, we have a lot of clubs in Texas. So, so last year, we basically with with COVID, we, we averaged around 45 to 60 anglers. Uh, mm-hmm. But but years before we we're averaging about 80 to 90. So it dropped drastically. Um, between that, and we had a few few new local trails pop up. And I don't know, it feels a weird deal. Yeah. Yeah that that's something intense. That that's
3: something that we you, you have to worry about is like like I saw that we had a club kind of pop up on the radar the other day in Alabama. And like you can immediately see all the like the OG clubs are like who are you? <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> like yeah. back up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like you know you have you have people and they, they they try to be slick about it, you know, they'll ask you about this and that. You know, who, who do you use for sponsorship and stuff like that? And then, you know, new trail. What the hell?
3: Yeah. Dang, that's my stuff. And then they yeah. get a taste of how hard it is, and then they disappear.
4: Yeah, they do. They do. And then usually, <laughs> those little trails is like, you know, 10 guys fishing all year long. And then, and then you know, well, the guy decides to move the, the runny, and then all the other guys just want to fish. They don't want to run a trail. And they're like, well, who's going to run it? You run it. No, you run it. Like, oh, whatever. You know, it's just... Every year you deal with that. That's something
3: that when me and Nate talked about it, they threw my name out to do the Alabama thing. Steve Owens called me. He was like, "Now you realize that you can't fish these because you will not have time to figure that out." I was like, "Oh." So I'm over here making a trail that like I want to fish, yep. and I don't get to fish it. And I'm like, "Well, the hell with y'all. We're going to a, we're going to go to Mom and papa's Lake." <laughs> yeah. If yeah. I can't fish, yeah. y'all can't either. <laughs>
6: this was almost the year. So it sounded like, Nate, you still fish your series. Did I, I gather that? So this was almost the year where I ended it all. And I was sad about it. You know, I built this so I could fish home. And then uh, to think we got so big, I wasn't gonna be able to fish anymore. I was like, well, that defeats the purpose of of how this began. And uh, so I went to my judges and one of them is my wife. And I went to my wife and I said, I- I'm done. I can't fish anymore. She's like, what do you mean you can't fish anymore? I said, I I can't keep expecting people to work for me for minimal pay or no pay and uh, still continue to fish and cash checks. And my my other judge was like, if you don't fish, I quit. And then you're screwed. And I was like, oh, my God.
4: (laughs) And then my angler angler. was like, if
6: you don't fish, it won't be the same. Your passion won't be there. So luckily, somehow I'm at least going to start the season next week um and still plan on fishing year seven so we'll see what happens
3: week so so week. Nate rules with an iron fist and oh, he's, yeah. he's built he has built NACA to where we don't get paid which I'm not <laughs> on the board anymore we don't get paid we do all the work and he still fishes which all the board <laughs> members fish it's just out all day. I, you know if somebody's going to give up
6: eight hours of their time every Every month, once a month, ten hours really. If you're doing weigh-ins, um you know I just I got to do a little something. So we're we're blessed enough to have money coming in from sponsors and still be able to pay over a hundred percent. Still be able to pay judges. Still be able to pay extra side pots here and there. So my my judges are paid, but nothing. You're not going to get rich off the city.
3: No, I, I'm I'm completely kidding, man. It what what, what NACA has is a good thing, man. It's. All of these guys look forward to it just as much because it's an excuse for everybody to hang out, goof off, cook out. Yep. It's just a it's a just a good time.
6: You know, sitting here with these guys, I don't know either one of you, I don't probably have no idea who I am, but it was just interesting to hear how the pandemic affected all three of us kind of in a different way, right? Nate, you were kind of even. Uh Duke sounded like you took a big hit. Yeah. And somehow we grew and I had no idea how that was going to play out. I don't know why it played out that way. I, you know, it could be so many other variables. All we look at is of course, open. but you know, when that hit in March, it literally hit in the building with Kobe Bass open. I was standing there with AJ and the news hit, you can't gather. And we look around, we had 130 people in the room and we were like, oops. Uh,
2: <laughs>
6: well, it like just happened. We were, So we were like, what's gonna happen now and and that's how the rest of the year played out and you just figured it out we did a lot of this we yeah. did a lot of Facebook live and like I said it' luck I guess we got lucky that yeah. we were able to grow through the hard time
2: so I, I have another question I think I might get a different answer from all of y'all so I'm I'm kind of excited about this one how many fit what what's your uh, your limit for your club <laughs> Nate we'll start with you
5: what's my limit? Yeah, like, limit. how what many, many?
2: stringers us?
5: Oh, ours is three fish on normal trail stops, five fish on our classic. Um, and then, yeah, the the major league fishing one, of course. All of fish. All of them.
2: Duke, how about you? Uh, We have a five fish limit. Five. Uh, and Vinny?
6: You already know.
2: All right. Uh, yeah, three, four, and five. Vinny's, uh, y'all are the only club in the country with four, right?
6: Hey, I guess it's working. Um, yeah, man. For those people who know me, I like to be different. I don't want to be like everybody else. So when I started this seven years ago now, uh, everybody was either three or five. Three was kind of the thing back then, before it got the sport grew and it got big and nationwide and all that. Um, so a few were doing five, most were doing three, and I was like, I don't want to do either one of those. So we did four. And until this day, well, up until this point, I don't have a reason to change it. So it's a good blend of Quantity and quality. You know, you're not gonna win with five twelves. You're not forced to catch three twenties. The 17 inch range range is usually gonna take home a pretty good check. So we like it. I haven't had too many complaints.
3: It so. always, you know, we do the the tournament recaps each week, and it always throws me off. I know but like they won with eighty-three inches. Like <laughs> well, my tournaments. Damn, I'm a say- so- yeah, we
6: used to say 70 was the magic number, and people who fish five are like, 70, I ought to kick their ass. But <laughs> you catch 70 in four, you had a decent day. Now, the the level of competition has gone up as we've grown, and now I, I really think the magic number is closer to 72, 73. But you still get a win every now and then with 60-something.
2: That's crazy. Cool. Yeah, that's, a, that's interesting there. <laughs> so uh, here's a question and kind of – I mean, it is a big question. We could go all night just off this one question, but how do you, I, I, there's so many different ways to do it. How do you build a schedule? Is there something like, how does that start? Does it start with the areas? Maybe you get a little bit of money. So you want to make sure to have them on your, on your schedule, or are you doing it for like, you want to be at a certain lake at a certain time. What, what's, and maybe that changes all the time. Is there a kind of a, a way that y'all have found the best way to do that? Who's gonna start? Start with you, dude. You wanna do it? Yeah, sure. Uh,
4: so we usually we start with, you know, we, we know um, Texas is pretty big. Uh, we know which lakes fish better uh, early in the season. Uh, so we try to schedule those lakes, you know, beforehand. Like uh, we use the last three years, we usually like to start the year off with um, Fairfield. And two years ago, well, up until two years ago, it used to be a a power um, plant lake. Uh, but they closed the power plant down um and it still fishes fantastic uh but it puts up some monstrous numbers um you know you're gonna you know i think the last the last couple of events you know the winning stringer was 98 90, 97 98 inches um i think you know there's there's one or two events that we've had there that it was 100 and something inches that won um so gm actually won it last year with about 100 and something inches so uh, it it's, yeah it's, it's it's got some monster fish in it and um a lot of the people that fish there the the bass boats and the the, the people that fish normally uh, they all target tilapia it's a power plant lake mm-hmm. so there's a a huge abundant you know uh, uh, uh resource of tilapia in there so um but then we you know we we we, we kind of uh, schedule, you know, likes that fish, you know, for the, for the, uh, uh, the time of the season, yeah. um, you know, we have three or four lakes that fish is better earlier in the season. Um, and then a lot of times we know at the end of the, your last, last trail before the classic, people start dropping off because, oh, it's, they're not going to make it to the classic anyway. So yeah. we used to choose a fun lake for the last event, uh, just to keep the numbers up and just to, you know, have, you give everybody some fun, fun fishing. Uh, so we we, we we choose lakes you no know, um are easier to fish, um, less pressure. Uh, but you know, as as we go on, it gets less and less. You know, we, we, it's harder to find lakes like
2: that.
3: And something um, like he was asking, like if if the money you know money from Chamber of Commerce, Board of Tourism. Me and you were kind of talking about it before that. You kind of don't. You know, you have certain sponsors that do, but as for now, you don't really look forward to for no. any of that.
4: No, yeah, it's just you know when you have uh, a, a board, a full, complete board with you know different people that don't work or whatever. Then yeah, you can you can definitely you can take an afternoon off on a Wednesday and go go to a board meeting and present your you know your um your schedule and your plan and some sort of you know um, some sort of display or whatever
3: media but, packet.
4: Yeah, yeah, media packet, but you know with with us you know nine to five six days a week it's hard to take off in the middle of the week just to go you know get 400 bucks from somebody
3: yeah and and like like we were saying man it it becomes it's so much harder to do any of that than it is just to get dates together and get guys to fish yeah it just it like in my opinion that's the worst part of it for me like to the point that we're probably just winging again this year with the alabama bass nation
4: yeah yeah, we do, you know, saying that, we do have, you know, at at, at the end of every year, with so many regions in Texas, uh, I, I throw a Lone Star Throwdown, um, and so we get the six board, uh, the six tournament directors in the regions in, in each of the region uh, together, and we we uh, host an event, and uh, a lot of times, we do uh, you go to the chamber in that area, and try to get some sort of money uh, to help pay for food, sometimes food costs, and, you know a lot of times you know our last event was like 169 anglers so we'll just, you need a place to do like a three-day festival um because we 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 feed everybody you know we have we have a beer sponsor we have a vodka sponsor uh um, yeah so there's a whole a, i'm a gonna whole start coming to fish in
3: texas <laughs> <That's perfect. laughs> but yeah cool, cool cool who's next
2: who wants to take it next i'll jump in Hey, hey dude, can you go all the way out and follow the link back in? You kind of got a little bit going on with your your feed there. Okay. Okay, thanks.
6: Um, so a couple things, a couple new things we have to stress are the size of the club. Um, some of our lakes just aren't big enough for just, say, 90 anglers. So we've had to build a schedule around – I say we. I've had to build a schedule around um, – ramps the amount of ramps the amount of public access points and then you got to factor in the weather we're in we're in the south north and south carolina but it still gets pretty cold our lakes are in the 40s right now high 40s so what happened last year is we started home on lake wiley no travel backyard and the water was like 47 degrees and we had a terrible rainstorm that week so now we're fishing 47 degree chocolate milk and that's just never fun so this that's year weird. When I built the schedule, we really only have two lakes that you don't have to worry about the clarity, Lake James and Lake Norman. And those will always be clear no matter what happens. There there will be some parts that are stained up, but for the most part, they're crystal clear lakes. One is a mountain lake. And one is right here at home. So we started this year early on the mountain lake, January 9th. Next week, we're up in the mountains. The water is 46 degrees, but it's like 20-foot visibility no matter what happens this week. So – um. As far as the other part of it with the size, we've had to, I'll use the word eliminate, but then I'll come back to it. We've had to eliminate some lakes that we just can't go to anymore because we're too big. We have a local lake here. A lot of anglers love it. It's more of a fun lake, like Duke was saying. You're going to catch a lot of numbers, but you may not catch anything over 17 inches. And it only has a handful of public access points, and it's very small. So rather than, and this happened this year, 2020, rather than completely eliminating it, we turned it into what we call the Carolina Clash. So we combine it with our other two home lakes. So now throughout the season, you get to fish Lake Norman and Lake Wiley, guaranteed on the schedule. Those are the home waters. And then you get another event where you get to pick Lake Norman, Lake Wiley, or Mountain Island Lake. So you get a choice. And that's our Carolina Clash. And then we stepped on that again in 21, and we did it with two other lakes. So we have three Multi lake events this year, which is going to be brand new for us, but it spreads everyone out when you're when you're looking at triple digits. We've never had a down year, so I can only anticipate that we're going to grow again. So when you're looking at triple digits on an average per month, you got to have 20, 30 ramps available. So one event is four lakes uh, and the other two events are three lakes. But as far as other planning, the only thing I really try to do is put us on a clear body of water in the cold and in the April time, so we can bed fish. Obviously, we don't want to chocolate milk it in April and May. So, but that I really and what Duke was saying, he opens up every year on the same body of water for the most part. I try to avoid that. I try to keep everyone on their toes. If we fish Lake Norman in April last year, then chances are Lake Norman next year will be. Either freezing cold or blazing hot in August. Something completely different to try to challenge guys and not put it in somebody's wheelhouse every year. Yeah,
2: no. but yeah, it makes sense.
3: A different way to look at it, though, I and mean, yeah. I like how you you've came up with a way to still handle a tournament with such big turnout. That's, I mean, We're biggest trying. club in the country. You're Kind of the only one that's got the problem at the moment. Yeah. So.
6: Uh, <laughs> Let's hope the problem continues.
2: <laughs> Is there a time where you're going after have to
3: Um, no,
6: I don't. I don't think so.
3: We've- I know some. I don't remember who we had on, but they were talking about. I think some of the Northwestern states will have club like you have to have permits for the lake. You can only have so many people at the tournament.
6: So here's here's our way of avoiding that, and I hope this doesn't get to any kind of law abiding stuff, but if we don't gather at a ramp, I don't have to get a permit because your permit is for the parking lot to say you're going to have 50 trucks at the parking lot or trailers or whatever. But if we don't ever gather at at the lake anymore, we always have offsite weigh-ins pre pandemic. So we would go to tackle shops, restaurants, stores, um, anywhere that'll have parks, anywhere that'll have us. um, If a tackle shop or a kayak shop is the sponsor, then we're at that place. But, we have not been at a ramp until the first time we had 96 anglers and I'm surprised we didn't get in trouble. And that was the last time we, we did uh on the lake weigh-ins. So yeah, that's how we get away from worrying about a cap. As far as being able to control it, as long as my judges are good, we're good. I'll hire a third judge if I need to, or I'll stop fishing if we need to, but I'm not going to not give someone the opportunity to fish with us because of numbers.
2: Yeah, Awesome. Cool.
5: How about you, Nate? Nate wants, so uh, back when I used to just whatever Nate wants, I would have basically. to love like the rest of these guys and, and actually plan my own trail. Uh, Chris and Chris do a great job and, and they look at it and they, um, what they carry on a lot of the stuff from, from back when, when uh, me and Eric and Robert were running the trail and stuff. But, a lot of what these guys said. We look at the lakes that we have to fish. We look at, you know, like for us, we've got Gunnersville. We pretty much have to fish that, and we oh, look at God. when it's the best time to fish that. And um, and then we look at the other lakes. And then I I ask the tournament directors to to always kind of throw the guys a curveball. You know, keep it fresh. Throw throw a lake in there that we don't always fish and. You know, even if it's even if it's difficult, even if it's something you know that's not a great fishing lake, I like to try to just kind of uh, throw that in there. Um, we look uh, a little bit at Chambers of Commerce, and, and to be to be frank, um, we've done that in the past. Um, but it 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 is an additional stress. I feel obligated to. Um, try to have a good turnout when somebody's you know offering money like that and i I feel like that it's uh you know it's fair for for them to have expectations of us and the reality is is that i don't really control that i mean we have averages we know how many guys fish but but i would feel like crap if somebody gave us a bunch of money and then we just had a dud of a tournament you know and and so um you know, we try to keep our tournaments, you know, Jimmy knows this and, and Dan. I mean, our tournaments are like club socials, you know, and, you know, we, we like that vibe. And, you know, heaven forbid you actually win one of our tournaments. I mean, you get a check and then you get called a lesbian for 30 days. I mean, it's I mean, it. that's the vibe of our club. I mean, it's, you yes. it's win
3: Angler Angler of the Year is the worst, the worst thing you can do in our club. Right. No one cares straight up. And they're going to make fun of you all year
5: you're going to get a year's worth of abuse. And, you know, so, so for us, you know, we kind of fish where we want to fish, when we want to fish and we do have a similar challenge and that um, we don't fit everywhere. And uh, one thing that I will throw out that, that, that was touched on before, but um, you know, if you've got a pretty good fishing lake and you've got um, some pretty good restaurants around, you've got a pretty good chance that NACA is going to come do a tournament there because that food after the tournament, when you've, When you need to console yourself uh, with with food uh, for for fishing all day and and not catching a bunch is, is a big deal for some of us guys.
3: And what you were saying just a second ago about, you know, like we don't fit everywhere, I can think of one story. I think it was two years ago. I can't remember what restaurant, but we had probably, I think we had 72 people there and one waitress. Yeah.
4: She yeah, did. They awesome. didn't.
3: They didn't think we was bringing the folks, and we brought the folks. She did. Hey, she did it. and I bet you she made some money that day.
5: It was good food too.
3: Something. Uh, I want you to touch on. Um, you did touch on the curveball, but something else that we do that I don't think a lot of clubs do is the river stop. Explain yeah. that.
5: So, at its core, um, when I first got into kayak fishing, um, I grew up fishing in a canoe. In a river just north of where we lived, and I loved it. And uh, when I bought a kayak, I, I would fish. I fish with my dad, and um, in a boat in Gunnersville, usually. Sometimes Wheeler. And, and so I bought a kayak, thinking that I would fish where I fished with my dad. And I found out really quick that um, I suck at lake fishing. And um,
4: okay.
5: and so I, I met some guys. Alan Fowler was one, and and, and there was others that kind of opened my eyes to fishing small creeks and, and catching big fish and, and moving water, especially in the dead of summer. And so um, I kind of, where I really kind of fell in love with kayak fishing the second time was was creek fishing. And, um, and so as we started putting together tournaments and other things, I mean, we started looking for ways that would... Um, particularly for our angler of the year points uh-huh. that would make it, uh an angler have to be pretty well rounded that could go out compete on the lakes multiple different lakes but also could compete in a moving water tournament so um it's pretty uh vague i think in, in some way but we tell people you know it's got to be moving water and um you need to be up from the center line of the of the fishery the body of water you should be able to cast and hit both banks you know to give them an idea of kind of what 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 size we're talking about and um and it and they really suck
6: complete, at catching.
3: the leaderboard
5: <laughs> yeah. is like a complete toss up from our other tournaments i mean and it, it kind of shows you some guys just are really good at river fishing some guys are really good at lake fishing and uh, and we always plug it in right smack in the worst summer you know dog day summer months so that you can get out you can swim you can cool off and
3: um and it's a you know for anybody listening or that ends up watching this you know that may sound like a kind of an odd deal but it's still gets probably our most participation other than i mean everybody shows up for gunners but the river stops a huge hit in our state
5: yep yeah and and it's yeah i think it it puts guys it it exposes guys to river fishing the reality is in, in my opinion guys are most likely to want to conserve, protect, um, and look out for something they appreciate. And if I can get them on that small skinny water and they can get hooked on fishing, catching big fish in that skinny water, they're more likely to participate in, in you know, litter and trash cleanups. They're more likely to participate in any of our, you know, outreaches where we we encourage the public to not litter and to not jack up all our rivers and streams. I mean, if they love it, they're more likely to, to try to keep it. And so that's, that's just my two cents.
3: Gotcha. Cool. Well, man. It's a good thing, man. I, I know a lot of people love that. I think you're going to see, I, I see more and more people going skinnier water across the country. You hear a lot of guys talking about it. I don't know if they realize like what we call skinny water and what they call skinny water is way different, but I think that we'll start seeing more and more clubs having, like I know there's some Midwestern trails that are doing, whole trail series based around basically that same concept. Uh, Maybe not as, as narrow, but moving water only, you know, way up Creek off lake, stuff like that. So it's definitely a cool concept.
5: Yeah. And it's the only trail that we do that I'm actually competitive in. So, I mean, so I'm pretty, pretty good with that one too.
3: Nate, Nate has a thing for coming in and being in second or third place and earning his paycheck. And then he, you know, As you can tell by his wall behind him, and he's got, like, six kayaks in his garage, a few hobies. He's making a really good living off our bump sticker money. So (laughs) for anybody that needs to know what that is, is the fence board on your, your measuring device in NACA, you buy a little sticker that you put there that you put your identifier code on. You know, they're, like, three bucks. Yep. But Nates became a multimillionaire off that apparently. So yeah.
5: we make 50 grand on each $3 sticker. And, uh, <laughs> it's it's funny doing
2: it. something wrong. I love that. You know, I, I have to get one for a new board by the way. So. I should
3: I should have got Nate to send me some of uh all of the meme war pictures with all that, you know, the truck yeah. bought by Nate. Oh, there's so Nate, much
4: good stuff. Nate, that, that sticker Clifton in a little
3: is it Clifton Allen approved?
4: Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if anything. Approved. Yeah, I don't know. We have, <laughs> have Allen brothers
5: strong feelings about our bump sticker. It's pretty funny. <laughs>
2: so, oh man. More so if, if, if there's kind of yeah, y'all been doing this a long time, all three, y'all. Is there let's say somebody's starting a new club, hopefully not right in your area, but they if if somebody is they're trying to make their club better, it, even if it's not new. Is what's one piece of advice that you would give that tournament director or that club that that you've learned this lesson and if you don't or if you don't do this one thing you're screwed or you know what's what's one thing one kind of piece of advice you would give Benny? We'll start with you this time. Rules
6: are rules. No black, no gray. Black and white. You either broke it or you didn't. I. Nobody should have to think about if they broke a rule. Nobody should have to wonder what the penalty is, if I'm disqualified, if it's a half an inch. Nobody should wonder if I'm going to walk a tight line here, if uh, a mouth is open or not. It's either open or it's not. Um, but I think rules are rules. If you got to disqualify yourself or you got to disqualify your best friend or your co-commish or whatever it is, rules are rules.
3: That's just more fun if I get to disqualify one of those guys.
6: I mean, I've disqualified some of my best friends. And
3: I mean, told, I look literally at told you. ten times as hard. we got a guy in our club that can vouch for it. I gave him hell trying to disqualify one of his fish just because I like him. <laughs> See, this was a different
6: situation. This was um, – we used to we, – we didn't use turney X until this year. But before Tourney X, we used to force you to take a selfie – at the ramp sign with your identifier completed right so that was the the og check-in and uh this guy came in with a um cashing check limit and after i judge all his fish okay let me see your selfie no selfie so he said vin i almost punched you in the face that day and, then, uh, and the next year we were teammates in the team division so but he's a good buddy of mine he'll know exactly who it is when when he listens to this and uh he travels with me when we do the hobies. We stay in hotels and houses together, and
3: we're really good friends. And plotting his revenge that's what he's doing.
6: Yeah, he's probably gonna kill me. My oh, yeah. you're screwed. at some point. <laughs> but um, but yeah, rules are rules. I mean, I think that's just the biggest thing for me, and I think that uh, guys know that I'm not playing
4: around.
2: Yeah, Duke, how about you? Man? Uh I'd have to follow,
4: agree with Vinny on the rules are rules, Bill. I, I. Same thing here. We had the I had the DQ. Uh, a couple of my really good friends, and you know, it was just, you know, somebody yeah. posted on Facebook, "Hey, who's this guy fishing beyond the, the 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 buoys on this lake? It looks like he's fishing a tournament." And you know, I, and I just happened to be online at the time, and I was looking. I was like, you know what? I know exactly who that is. Texted him right away, like, "Hey, uh, are you fishing to the dam?" Was, "Yeah. Why? What's up? You're DQ'd." Was, what the f? what the hell what are you talking <laughs> about yeah it was it was bad but read you know, the rules, rules bro yeah yeah well you know it, it, this guy he, he's one of our top anglers you know he's usually third or fourth place you know um uh, fishes without a fish finder so i guess he drifted off beyond the bullies, and 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 at the time the bullies were like really sporadic so but again you know it was a guy another a actual crappie guy that saw him he was like hey who's this You know, I could not, you either take care of it or I, I, you know, contact the game warden. So. There
3: you go. What about you, Nate?
5: So I got a, I guess a a little different take. And I mean, early on, I was, it was pretty important to me and I, I would instruct the judges, you know, to err on the side of the angler. I said, if it was clear, you know, that, that the fish, like if somebody took a fish that was upside down, you know, we could score it if we could score it we'd score it. And then uh, like Vinny, we switched to tourney X this year and that was the time for us to just really kind of make a hard fast line that hey it's in tourney X it's crystal clear let's be let's be as strict as, as you know we can and um, and so yeah if I was starting a club today, I, I would agree with these two gentlemen um, and I would I would add you know be you you know, don't, don't try to be somebody else. We see lots of clubs that are trying to be KBF and, you know, they're trying to be something else. And, and that's tough. I mean, that's tough coming out of the gate to, to try to be somebody that's, you know, been doing this for years and learned what worked for them, you know, just kind of, you know, be transparent and be what you are. Um, And, uh, and it can work. I mean, we've got clubs in Alabama that are vastly different personalities and and the way they do tournaments and other things and and what they do works for them and what we do works for us. And, you know, so yeah, I just, I just say do what works for you, be, be transparent and then stick to your rules.
3: Something, you know, something I'll add to it that, so you're new, you got an idea, you want a new club. First look, if there's clubs in your region, don't do it. If instead of making too many opportunities and, you know, burning bridges and just causing a bad time. If there's already clubs in that area, go to those club directors and see if you could help. Cause we've all talked about it here. Everybody knows it's a lot of work and most of the time it's not paying. Um, if there's not a club in that area, but you've got well-organized clubs in your state, start there, talk to those guys. They'll be glad to tell you, I agree with Nate 100% do your own thing, but it's also nice to get information from somebody that's, done it for years and knows like, Hey, you're going to hit this brick wall right here. You could dodge it by doing this, but that just a small piece of information. I think that's, what's helped me setting this up be so much easier Is talking to, you know, Nate with, uh, you know, club in Alabama, Steve, you know, all the way up the national directors, are like help me help y'all. It just, everything goes smoother.
5: Yeah. I mean, I've been fortunate enough that, that, we've kind of helped several clubs in the state, um, you know, start up and get going. And, and I've been, I've been happy to do that. And, you know, and that's the advice that I've, I've really kind of shared with all of them is, you know, um, you know, don't try to, don't try to drive the same car and live the same house that your daddy lives in when he's been working for 20 years already, you know, just, just start out small, you know, do, do what you do well, certainly learn from other clubs certainly be observant and see what works and what doesn't work but don't don't want it all at the very beginning because I'm sure these guys will tell you I mean I'm not an anxious person I'm not a nervous person but but you show up at a tournament and there's twice as many people as you thought was going to be there you're going to have some heartburn you're going to have some anxiety when you're the tournament director I mean you're going to go oh man is everything right, right? you know and uh, it, it's it's okay to kind of grow into it, I guess. What I what I'd say.
2: Oh, there
3: you go. Well, I've actually, uh, Dan. I don't know if you've got any more questions for me. I got one more before sure. we close it out here. Um, I just want to know for each of y'all. Uh, y'all probably have a lot of y'all guys listen. Is there anything new for twenty one that y'all want to talk about? Any any rule changes or new sponsors or anything at all? So whoever wants to take that can.
6: I'll start um i'm not gonna sit here and individually list sponsors because i'm obviously gonna miss somebody and then i'm gonna get a text message so i'd just like to say thank you to all the sponsors who support queen city uh you guys are the reason we're able to pay judges provide food do two thousand dollars in trophies a year guarantee 1200 dollars payouts every month add 10 events and still keep the guaranteed money have over five thousand in the tournament champion spot so it's all it's you guys so thank you to the supporters um as far as rules our big change this year is we eliminated the hog trough uh we are catch only and we are metal catch only i didn't feel like i could eliminate one plastic board and bring in another so we are staying with the og catch and the new catch x um as far as any other rules Everything else pretty consistent. We went down. We did eliminate a little bit of trolling. This is one of the things that comes up every year. You guys were talking about you had stuff that came up every year before. Some guys want to be able to troll from spot to spot. Some guys can't stand it. So we had originally you were allowed to troll up to two rods. We changed that down to one rod, and then we'll reevaluate that again moving forward next year. But um, new for 2021, we added another event. So guys – I give guys some power in the off season to take a vote and tell me what they want. So when we originally started many moons ago, we were six, six trail events. We grew to seven and then we stayed there for a bit. And then we grew to nine. And then, you know, I thought guys would want an off season, but I guess not. So we went to 10 and we're at 10 this year. So that's why we're starting so early January 9th and then we'll end in November. And then your only off season is when Santa shows up. But, um, Looking forward to it. I'm glad I got to hang out with you guys tonight and meet some of other high-level directors in the country. Um, I'd love to be able to put something together where the three of us came together. But we are all very far from each other, so I don't know if that will ever happen. But, um, yeah, nothing too drastic for 21 for me.
2: Patlin, um, if, if you do uh, on Dale Hollow, where you can have the peach. Top five from each year of your clubs. You, you could do that and kind of meet in the middle. 15-hour drive, buddy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I hear you, man. Yeah.
6: <laughs>
2: Nothing's convenient for
6: everybody. It's I yeah, know, and, and that's the crazy thing, right? When a national trail comes out, the first thing I look at is the championship, right? Because otherwise, it doesn't make sense. So this year, the Hobie Championship is reachable for me, so that's why I'm going to yeah,
4: make a run at it at least. All
2: right, All right Duke, how about you, man? Uh,
4: man, honestly, uh you know, I started a new job and i'm taking uh our only new change this year is i'm taking a, a step back from actually td uh, each event because um, we don't i don't the term is we don't fish our own events um, um i usually do uh you know 100% of the scoring uh, we have another board member that usually you know jumps in when it gets busy uh, but again we all have full time jobs you know uh so taking a step back um, Tracy Dugan's actually going to be, uh, TDing most of the events. Um, and, um, you know, I had to give up TDing my own events so I can fish other events. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's about it. That's, that's, you know, um, hopefully i I'm able to travel a little bit more and fish a couple more events this year, but, you know, started working at Mariners Sales and it's, it's just,
2: you know, taking up a lot of my time. A lot of weapons, oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, good luck to the new guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's got IDQ'd. Him. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, well, there you yeah. go. Nate, how about you? His audio is pretty rough. Yeah. I think we may end up losing Nate. Are you are eating shit? <laughs> What's the <that> down. <sound? laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, we had Nate most of the time. Well, well, I know a little bit of it. Um, the, you know, the new
3: MLF series, that's something new for, for NACA this year. A um, couple movements with board directors. Uh, got a couple new guys running the uh, youth trail that we do. Um, we had some guys, their kids are so good that they're just beating our butts now in the regular trail. Got some new guys coming in with younger kids that are really good. So they're going to run the youth trail. Um, no, no big changes with rules that I know of. I don't think they're changing to five fish anytime soon. I know we're not going motor. Um, and then uh, I'm sure, you know, I don't want to to name drop sponsors. I, I know that they picked up the dugout as the main sponsor this year. They're giving uh, uh, Angler of the Year is getting a Hobie. So. Uh, again, thanks to Dugout, they take care of us, they take care of NACA, and so many other clubs around our, around the southeast. So, uh, and it's only up. I, I have a feeling that that's just going to continue to grow for them too. Yeah. But, uh, I'm sure Nate will tell me I forgot something. So, but I'm not on the board anymore, buddy. So, ha.
6: <laughs> so I have a question, and yeah. I guess Jimmy, you'll be able to answer it. Um, so you guys keep talking about your board. Are you all nonprofits or both of you not profits?
3: Oh, there's a, there's a bunch of guys and it's completely non profit.
6: Uh no, but yeah. like are you a five oh three C
3: I think so. Duke?
6: No, we're not. Oh, so you just have a board, but it's just a bunch of guys that it takes. Just
4: a bunch of guys that, that volunteer to do a bunch of stuff. Um and uh, uh, uh we, we also help out scoring for the uh, other regions in Texas uh, when they want to fish some events. Uh so we do take turns, you know, scoring other you know, like the East Texas, or, or actually West Texas, or or you know Fort Worth guy, uh, will actually score some of their fish for them. Cool. So,
3: yeah, I'll actually I'll correct that. I know that we actually are not. I was thinking we're an LLC. That's what I was thinking of. We. That's what
6: I am as well. But you guys keep saying board, board, board. My wife is a. She owns a school and she has a board, a real board, and they're in not.
3: Right. Right. No, this, our board is a bunch of people that should not be in control of anything. Um, <laughs> we like to eat and drink and make fun of each other. Two points, people get really upset. But uh, everybody comes together for the for the club, and it, it works well. A lot of the board members have been board members since it started. Um, I say board, you know, it's just, you know, tournament directors, basically, just a bunch of tournament directors. Yeah. Um, I wish I could tell you how many there are. There's – because we've got – Big bass directors, trail directors, the two head guys, now the MLF, the youth, uh, throwdowns. Like, throwdowns for us are just toss up tournaments that anybody could host, but we have a guy that gives you the paperwork so that everything's covered for, you know, safety liability reasons, things like that. That's what I did for us was just, I want to fish Gunnerville this weekend and take some money. So, y'all come out here and give me your money.
6: Cool. But, uh, yeah. We, we call them Sunday shootouts, our little uh, throwdowns. Heck yeah. Old Sunday heathen tournament. (laughs) We (laughs) did a bracket one. You know that big national bracket one that was going on? We took it to a smaller scale. We did a bracket one last year. We did it twice. Um, I'm going to try to sneak that in this year, but with 10 trail events, and then we have a charity event we do every year, and then we have a co-ed event that we're doing this year. So uh, it's going to be – I don't know if it will fall in place.
3: Y'all are going to end up like the – I think it's Tennessee Valley TVK – they fish like all year. Like,
4: we fish all year.
6: I mean, usually, so like
4: usually there's, there's I say we're not going to fish in December. Vinny, Vinny, you sure you have a wife?
6: Yeah, she's right in right <laughs> in the other room and she's amazing. So I, I hope somebody <laughs> listens this far. She's the judge, man. She's judging my little 12 inches, I submit. Man. And she
3: runs her own high school. So <laughs> That's crazy. The
6: only one in the Southeast. I got to give her props. You, you opened it up. I got to give her some props. <laughs>
3: That's so, I, you, my, my wife, I taught her how to uh run tourney x i had to run an errand during one of the tournaments and i gave her like she watched me do it a couple of times and then i was letting her like i was sitting there and letting her score fish and making sure she knew what she was looking for and now i can say that most of the tournaments if she you get a fish dq'd talk to her and i promise you won't get through that too far it's not yeah so
6: check (laughs) this out so i have two judges per tournament um we had the hobie event come to town last year and it was huge I would say our average fish per event is somewhere in the 120 range. No matter how many guys we have, it just it's kind of between 120 and 50 and 150. Well, the Hobie event comes to town. It's on the lake is on fire. There's 132 anglers, and my other judge can't judge that day. So she judged 598 fish by herself Dang. in eight hours, and she almost quit. But she did it. No errors, no mistakes. It was flawless. So She does a great job.
2: Awesome. uh, Well, Nate, any final thoughts before we go, bud?
3: I tried to cover it as best I could. I don't know. Does it still sound terrible on y'all's end? No. Okay.
5: All of a sudden it just stopped.
2: A little better. It's it's still crackling, but it's all right. We made it through it.
5: All right. Can you repeat the question now?
2: I was just asking if
3: we had any, you know, closers from you or, uh, you know, new sponsors, new things. Uh, I hit on the dugout. You know, you talked about the new MLF series. Um, We had some directors move around doing different things. Uh, Anything else I missed?
5: No, that's really it. I mean, I want to thank the guys that that do all the real work so that I can walk around and look sexy. Um, (laughs) You know, those guys. I mean, you would get a lot do the main work and, and you know um, I appreciate them Chris McNeil, Chris Marks uh, you know Robert Brown for the, the, the NACA League fishing um, really appreciate Dan Sasser and uh, Derek Simmer and, and uh, I really appreciate Randall Wallace um, you know just all the guys that do all the hard work uh, everybody but my brother he you know he doesn't do anything but um, but, i can
3: honestly say i don't know what david actually does
5: so dave's i, I will i i give him a lot of crap so i'll, I'll give him props here but dave's uh we have a saying in our club you know when a guy shows up for for a weigh-in and he looks downtrodden and, and a little depressed we have a saying that says you know i said how you do and he's like well i'm just here for the drawings giveaway drawings we even have it on shirts and everything but you know dave does a ton of work to make sure we have stuff to give away for drawings he's the he's the guy that deals with a lot of the sponsors and stuff and make sure that we have stuff for guys to go home with to console their feelings when they didn't catch any fish so and he's Pretty not nice.
3: kidding man our giveaways are better than any part of the tournament <laughs> like <laughs> full rain gear man all sorts of good stuff tackle. You know, we've got the same thing with the youth trail. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think everybody in the youth trail goes home with something.
5: Everybody. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, if you deal with it with sponsors at all, you can, um, you know, that, that, you know, some are pretty easy and some of them can be, um, you know, uh, a little more difficult to get a hold of or get your foot in the door you, you drop that you're doing a, a youth trail and man, the, the stuff just comes out of the woodworks. People will be like, here, you know, take this 500 packs of zoom Cross And you're like, yeah, you know, uh We love the youth trail. It's my, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell this just little story. It, you know, we take these kids and they start fishing and they'll make it 30 minutes. And then the, about nine out of 10 of them will get bored and they'll start goofing off and they'll start throwing rocks and goofing off and all it takes is one kid that's a grinder that catches a fish and everybody will see it and then you watch them they'll flood back to their boats grab those rods and start grinding it's my favorite thing in fishing to see happen and it happens every Every hour i mean it's like clockwork they'll they'll get bored the grinder will keep going he'll catch a fish and then everybody's back into it so yeah, you know
2: that—that's my favorite event that we put on. There you go. Well, we appreciate all y'all, and uh, next week we'll have another region, three more tournament directors, and uh, we appreciate everybody listening and watching. And be, if you're going on the water, be safe out there. Thanks for having us, Thank for having. guys. Thanks, guys. Thank y'all so much.
3: Thanks for tuning in this week, everybody. The Real Down was brought to you by the Dugout Bait and Tackle in Marietta, Georgia. They have everything you need for your next fishing adventure from Rod's Reel, Line, and Tackle, all the way up to Hobie Fishing Kayaks. They carry all your favorite brands like G. Loomis, St. Croix, Shimano, and many, many more, as well as all of our best bait company. Give them a like and follow and head on over to the Dugout Bait and Tackle today and be sure and tell them that Paddle and Finn
1: sent you.